What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey, Gee, look, it's your mom. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello, everyone. Kevin is not here, but welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back. Uh, sorry for the long, uh, I guess, time off. Um, it's been uh, it's been it's been pretty crazy around here. Crazy uh, Corona stuff affecting everything. So that's basically the main reason, and uh, it's continuing to affect stuff. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I think I might have jinxed it because last time I was like uh, another quarantine edition. And maybe we won't have to do this much longer, but uh, at least for the foreseeable future in Texas, we're going to be going longer because we're getting cases and and more cases than we have had before. So uh, I don't want to say exciting stuff, but strange times we live in here. Um, Strange times. Wear wear your masks when you're going out. And uh, even if it's an old episode of or old issue of The Inquirer. Yes. Yes, um, Kevin does not have Corona, by the way. He is just—he just is actually working for um, one of the rare times in his life, so uh, he's got some stuff to do. So that is why he is not here. We decided to push on without him, and um, it's sort of a throwback to our last episode uh, in more ways than one. So we had a quiet question in the last episode about uh, when was or how many times. Had Han slash Jan closed the shop since that fateful day in uh, 1994. And there was one suggestion. um, Norway's Magnus Carlsen winning the chess championship in 2013. Would we do we think chess is big enough for Hans and Jan to close down the shop? Um, I could see them throwing like a big watch party for it now depends on what time of day it was because mm. if it was like if it was in europe or something then it'd probably be like earlier morning in minnesota or like um late morning early afternoon or something if it's at night um so maybe they took a half day yeah that's a good point i think the timing for sure would uh affect everything there and then uh, marsh who originally asked the question uh, conway 96 ducks he said, let's think happy thoughts. Um, what about Gordon and Casey's wedding? Charlie's wedding? Surely Connie and Guy's. Maybe to see Banks' NHL debut. Also, it was unlikely it was close for any Norwegian national or Minnesota sports. Remember, Norway hosted the Winter Olympics in 92 and Twins won world, two World Series between 84 and 94. Um, so that really uh, clears out any sports-related closures if they're staying open for that uh back to marsh's thing he says we must ask ourselves what happened in 84 that led to the prior closure perhaps that can give us more insight into what sort of things he's prone to pull the trigger on perhaps the bar is lower sans hans too uh all good points here any thoughts to the closure of weddings for any of these ducks you know, one would think that maybe they have some like part-time help who could open the store or something, but 
I would see them closing it for a wedding or funeral. Mm. Um, you know, you got to think when, uh, when Hans dies, the store is closed. Yeah. So they would close it for, uh, or maybe even a little happier note, like maybe the, when all the ducks graduate from Eden Hall. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if we talked about that in the last episode. I can't remember so long ago. But yeah, I would think they would close it for Hans's funeral, um, even if it is a fake funeral for Hans. Um, so that would be uh, just a couple of years later there. And I do like the graduation because uh, you figure even the part-time help, which we would think is really the key here to closing down, would want to see the ducks who grew up in the store or whatever uh, graduate um weddings possibly but as you mentioned the part-time help might be able to figure uh to fill in the gaps there and also like if they're getting married in like minneapolis and you know they're a little bit older hans Jan, and so a lot of times old people just kind of go for the ceremony and then like an hour of the reception Mm -hmm. and so maybe again that's like a half day thing um and maybe the skate shop because it is you know a small thing maybe it is already like closed on mondays or something yeah yeah that's a good point we never really got into the hours the scape shop is open um yeah i think you could work around the schedule because you wouldn't figure it's like a 24 hour thing i don't think it needs to be obviously i figure it's like open 9 a.m to 9 p.m like um Tuesday through Saturday. On Sunday, it's open noon to five, and then it's closed on Mondays. Yeah, that's a good schedule. I like that a lot. So, um, yeah, I think you could really fill it in. Um, the the previous question, what happened in 1984, is a good question, and I don't know if we have any clues from the documentaries that bring up um, why the shop would be closed back in '84. Uh, possibly some sort of Something related to Gordon's young career? Um, well, they... So whenever Hans goes back to Norway, mm-hmm. Jan is like, says, like, oh, he was always the favorite, right? Yeah. So we assume that, is their mom still alive? You would think so, yeah. So I would think 84 is maybe a, maybe a death in the family. Mm-hmm. Um. It do, 84 doesn't quite line up with the timeline of that being like the death of Gordon's dad. Um, but maybe it's related to like having to go like get Gordon out of trouble or something like that. Like Hans was the only like adult he, he knew to call when he got like, okay, I'm at a party and they're serving beer. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I like, I like the death in the family type deal. It's gotta be something sudden because as we mentioned, you have part-time workers that can fill in the gaps, but if you just have to go and leave, um, it's got to be something relatively sudden. I think a, a, a sort of traumatic death in the family that forces quick flights to Europe or to Norway um, and um, not really much time for people to uh, get off or, or get back to open the shop or keep the shop open is really um, the key there. So yeah. Yeah. Gordon being in trouble as well. Could have been another, couldn't have been another thing. Yeah. Like I said, we don't have many clues, but um, it'd probably be one of those. 
Um, that is all I have. I just wanted to follow up on that because I thought it was a, a good point made by Marsh there um, that we did not really fully get into. Moving on, let's move on to the topic at hand. We talked last episode about changing the Mighty Ducks and what we would change. And the thing we decided on, especially for the first one, was that Carp would die in a limo incident, limo on the ice incident. And uh, I was ruminating on this over the past couple weeks, thinking about it, and I think we need to go deeper in it. And this sort of goes to our thing we used to do. We we did some spinoffs. So we had a Ted O'Ryan Lifetime movie. We had Coach O'Reilly's Descent, a sort of a, a prequel from like a nice guy into a power-hungry coach. We had Gordon Bombay and Dennis Quaid on the Minnehaha Waves. Uh, we had the Bash Brothers in Mexico. We had Goldberg in a romantic comedy centered around meat. And we had Adam Banks in a Playmakers-esque film. Um, so I don't know necessarily know if we need to like cast it or, or come up with a, a general sort of uh, new plot or anything. But um, So you have Dave Karp, and he... Obviously, you would figure it's it's relatively the same up until Bombay says drive out on the ice. So I was thinking about this. And so I think there's two ways you can go with this. One is that the limo collapses and then Carp dies. If that happens, Bombay is going to prison. Mm. And so everything's ruined. The other one is everything goes okay, but Carp like the next day or something takes like his family go-kart out and tries to drive out onto the ice because he saw Bombay do it and he dies. And so it's not a crime, but Bombay has to do like deal with it. Like, Hey, did me taking the limo out onto the ice convince this kid that it's always safe. So maybe he was on like another one. So I think that would be the way to get through the season. And I think what happens then is you kind of have like uh, angels in the uh, outfield situation where Carp's ghost is like helping the ducks. Oh, and so there's like a head angel, you know, played by like Mark Messier or something like that, <laughs> who like kind of guides Carp as he like helps say his goodbyes to his friends and the ducks, but also helps them like make it to the championship game. Mm, I like, and this. so. That way you can still kind of keep the PG rating. Yeah. Yeah. And then the question is like, what does Carp do to like, you can argue that he's like helps out with hijinks and stuff like that. And maybe he's the ones, he's the one who like helps Bombay, like notice Fulton or something like that. Um, We've always, we've already established that Carp has like a loving relationship with his parents, but maybe they got in a fight or something like the night he died. And so, um, this is a way for him to like let his parents know that like they need to uh, not blame themselves or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you alluded to this. I think we need like a, a prequel scene before the ice where um, it sort of sets up some sort of conflict that Carp is uh, really trying to work fl- through and, and never gets resolved uh, before his death. So um, I like that. Yeah, and. We, we've talked about Carp's dad is like has a beard. He's like he's in the movie. I don't know that Carp's mom is. 
And um, so we could cast Carp's mom and maybe like a younger brother or something like that. And so who would play Carp's mom? And for whatever reason, um, I'm just going to look up her name. But let's see. Yeah, I do think you need a younger brother as well. And um, I'm trying to think. Maybe one of the the Stranger Thing kids. Maybe the the goofy-looking main kid. He's he, I guess he's a little old now. Yeah, it would have to be like, and he would be, he'd have to be like eight. Yeah. So like he wants to be like, like maybe he wants to be a hawk or something like that. Mm. But for the mom, so I'm thinking of Brenda Fricker, who is the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2. <laughs> okay. But she also plays the mom in My Left Foot where she won an Oscar mm. where in my left foot is about um, it's got Daniel day Lewis where he plays like uh, uh, an artist who can only use his left foot. I forget his name. I think his name's like Christy or something like that. Um, that'll be in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. But kind of like a loving matronly mom figure. Um, it kind of looks like, like an all American, like mom, you know, um, not like a babe or anything like that. Um, no offense to miss Fricker, but <laughs> You know, based on the looks of Carp's dad, yeah. who's not necessarily like, you know, a knockout himself. Yeah. <laughs> the the only thing is, is like they might need to have like an older sibling as well. Oh. Um, just because if it's just Carp and a younger one, like Carp's dad is a little bit older looking, just to have like two kids like that, unless it's like a couple that had kids later in life or something like that. Um, so that could be another wrinkle. Like maybe an older brother comes back and maybe becomes an assistant on the Ducks. Okay. Or an older sister, actually. Yeah, we'll go older sister. Do we need the younger brother then at all? Does he? There's say? a younger brother as well. Okay. There's an older sister who's like 19. Like, so she comes home from college, takes a semester off. And then there's like an eight-year-old who like loved the Hawks and always made fun of Carp, the middle child. <laughs> um, okay. And so you've got the kid and then you've got the 19-year-old older sister. Yeah. Okay, so the kid, we're we're breaking somebody in this uh, in this story. Like this is gonna be a new child star that's coming through. We we don't know him yet. Um, the the older sister. Is there anybody mm-hmm. that comes to mind? So you thinking of like the '90s? Who was like the girl who played Blossom? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> we can look it up though. Um, I'm looking it up now. Okay. Um, but okay. So yeah. So Carp, his family. He gets in a fight with his family. Um, and I would assume he gets in a fight with his entire family about. Uh, I don't know something. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's about hockey, or or maybe it's about. I don't know what he would fight about, but um, something something where he he takes it a little further than he should have. Say he says he hates his parents. He wishes he was never born. And something then, like that. Yeah, and then the next day he tries to re- uh, replicate Bombay's feet. Rides his bike out on the ice, falls in the I, ice. I think what he does is he rides his go kart because Carp is also in the movie Heavyweights. Oh, right. And a big part of heavyweights is like the go karts that are at the camp, and like his dad's like, I did not send you to go kart camp. So this is like a parallel universe where like Carp has a go kart, and he's not allowed to ride it unless like his dad's there or something. And so they get in a huge fight, and he's like, I'll show you. And he takes the go kart out onto the ice. Right, and then he dies. 
Yeah. Um, and maybe he thinks that it could like serve as a boat because in heavyweights, the go-kart, they literally put like a, a motorboat propeller. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's just a little like uh, just some nods there. Yeah. Okay. So he goes, he dies. And then he's in this weird sort of purgatory with, <laughs> I mean, he's still alive, but I like your reference to Mark Messier. So. Well, it's just like he's um like the angel looks like someone it would be okay. kind of like a big name of some sorts someone maybe he would admire like whoa you're an angel it's like yeah is this guy living still or is he dead i mean it's the actor would be mark messier but it'd be like oh i'm <laughs> okay i'm like johnny pucks i was a famous hockey player i see i see okay i like that okay so yeah so then he goes and he has to make right with his family. And somehow, by helping the ducks, he does that? Or is this sort of a side plot? While he's making right with his family, he just helps the ducks. I think they kind of come together at the end because the dad's like, hey, I still want to be involved with the team. This is a way for us to help get over so I can help out Peter and stuff like that. Because he probably sees Peter as like, an extension of the family because right. Peter was probably always over for dinner and things like that. And so he helps Peter out. We've always, always already kind of established that Peter comes from a broken home. Right. No, that's good. Cause yeah, you would figure Peter sort of descends at this point, um, starts getting into trouble acting out, um, goes, maybe get, gets in, in trouble with the law, goes to juvie, something like that. But, but, Carp's dad can come around on him. Carp and Bombay, or Carp's dad and Bombay, you would figure. Um, does the team turn on Bombay when when Carp dies? Do they make the connection like, oh, you drove out on the ice and then Carp drove on the ice and it's your fault? Hmm. Maybe they kind of find out halfway through, like Carp. Um carp drown trying to do it like they originally didn't know but then they find like the go-kart at the bottom of the lake yeah yeah that that's a good and then we yeah you have some you have a good plot point there where bombay's got to come back and, and apologize and say he was brash and he it's a, more to life than than winning it's all about having fun um that's good um do we still have in this sort of alternate spinoff do we still have the casey conway sort of charlie conway bombay love connection side plot well i guess what you could have is maybe carp's older sister is actually like 25 mm. and she comes back and like oh you're the man who killed my little my kid brother or something like that mm. and maybe that's like the romantic plot there and maybe peter is more of the charlie okay yeah, so Bombay takes Peter under his wing. Um, okay, I like this. So, so Casey Conway, Charlie Conway becomes sort of a a background act in this uh, alternate universe here. Yeah, yeah. Although my- he, Charlie does get better, but Peter, I guess, is the the one who ends up taking like the penalty shot against the Hawks now. Okay, yeah, that's where I was gonna go. So, so Peter <laughs> does he miss then? That's the, he absolutely misses. Yeah, he hundred percent has to miss. Um, so before we get there, though, so we're saying the season continues. 
Bombay. Uh, maybe this changes him maybe a little earlier than um, him having to you know skate on the ice and stuff like that. Um, so you would figure he goes still goes to Ducksworth, still gets still they still become the Mighty Ducks, all that kind of stuff. Still sort of yeah, generally okay. And so he still has like his skating on the ice moment, and Peter still has like the you know you said we shouldn't have been born moment, but the moment is. Carp was on a go-kart. He learned from you to go out on the ice. You didn't teach him well enough. And so that's kind of the big drama, not that Bombay was a hawk. So they don't really care that much that Gordon was a hawk. Mm -hmm. It's more that they think Gordon's actions led to the death of their friend. Yes. I like this. I like this. I feel like we, we, if this was a scripted uh, thing, I feel like we are improving on it. Um, We can make, this this could be like a made-for-TV Disney special easily. Yeah. Yeah. Disney Plus at the minimum. Yeah, yeah, we can get on Disney Plus. It's they need content. All right. So, um, anything else before we go to that sort of final game and penalty shot and all that? Um. No, I think Charlie maybe becomes more of a lovable loser because that's kind of what Carp was. Um. But I think you can kind of keep a lot of the old dynamics. You you still get Adam Banks because he's still a lawyer. But mm-hmm. I think maybe it's a longer movie now, and there's a like Banks and the Hawks is more of like the B plot or C plot, really. Yeah, yeah. We have made this more complicated, so I don't know how. I think it's a better adult movie. Maybe not as good for kids. So um, yeah, you you go through the whole thing. You have the game you play the hawks uh banks gets taken out and then you have i would have figured the game plays out roughly the same um but you have the penalty shot at the end and instead of charlie who who seems to have been getting better bombay goes with peter mark you would figure still to the um contrary to what the team wants who they are calling for gee so what is the reaction when he goes with peter mark i think they recognize that peter needs to take the shot um because you know carp was like his brother Mm. he misses but they still swarm him anyway and then like at the end peter like sees carp like his angel going up to heaven or something like that. And they like have a a nod at each other because maybe Peter didn't have a lot of close friends other than Carp, but now he realizes even though he fucked up, he's got these close friends now who, uh, and so it's a, it's kind of a a tale for Carp redemption, Peter getting more friends than Carp um, and Bombay falling in love with Carp's older sister who forgives him at the end. Yeah. I like this. It's a much easier sell for Bombay to say, hey, let's give it to Peter because that's what, like, Carp would have wanted or something like that. Carp would have wanted Peter. And maybe, like, there's an early early um, scene that's added of Peter and Carp practicing their penalty shots or something. Yes. Okay. This is good. And then, so Carp, throughout this film, is helping the Ducks. And he has scenes with Marc Messier where he's, like, resolving things with his family. That and also, like, Mark Messier is like, you know, you can actually, like, help people on Earth. And mm. so 
a scene maybe where Peter and, you know, Charlie and Gee now are getting like the magazines and are going to get jumped by the Hawks. Maybe Carp like pushes one of the Hawks over or like throws some marbles in front of them. And so that allows them to escape. Mm. I like and that. so it just scenes like that, or like for Goldberg, maybe he like, maybe comes to him and Goldberg thinks it's a dream but he helps him overcome his fear of getting the puck shot at him by like throwing marshmallows at him or something. I don't know. Giving him the courage. Yeah. Yeah. So we have all that. And then I guess he just is looking out for Peter. And then he finally feels like Peter's at peace after the penalty shot. And that's allows him to sort of be at peace and Peter's the last one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, he's going through all of them. Okay, this is good. I think we, I think we've cracked this case here. Um, th- is there anything else we need? You know, we may need to tweak the title. Oh yeah, that's you true. know, it could just be the mightiest duck, mm. and maybe like toward the end. Bombay's like, you know, Carp was the mightiest of us all. He was the real mighty duck or something like that. Yeah. That's good. I like that. The mightiest duck. Or the mightiest ducks? No, I think the mightiest duck, singular. Okay. Because the question of the whole movie is like, who's the mightiest duck? It's yeah. Carp. And then it pays off at the end. Okay. Man, we need to write this down. We can really uh, <laughs> yeah. send it to Steve Brill and then have him uh, no longer respond to our emails. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if only we were recording this, um, we can get it to him. All right. Well, I think we have it. Uh, I th- like I said, I think we cracked this case. But uh, if, if well, I guess the last thing though is if Carp's older sister is like twenty five, who is the actress then? And the actress for Blossom, I looked it up, and I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, is Mayam Bialik, oh, who apparently okay. is a neurosurgeon and yes. also on Big Bang Theory. Yes. Um. So they got to be 25 in the 90s, right? This is still 92. Yeah, and I guess the actress could be a little bit older because you know how um, Hollywood likes to fudge ages. But like, yeah, like 25-year-old in 1992 or whatever. Okay. Let's let's see. What about like Hillary Swank? Was she uh Hillary Swank? I think she's too young. Let's see. Yeah. I guess she was the karate kid, so. Uh, she's 45 right now. So, subtract. Yeah. Yeah. So that wouldn't work. Yeah. You'd have to go with, um, let's see. What about, like, Heather Locklear? Um, she's 58. So, gosh, 58. So that would have worked. Would she be like twenty? Um, nine. Uh, she was born in sixty-one, so she would have been thirty-one. Oh, she been thirty-one. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit old. Yeah. Um, let's see. Kate Winslet's a little bit too old. I'm literally just like looking at like a list of actresses. <laughs> um, hmm. Kate Winslet would have been. Um. Oh yeah. She's... You, need, you need someone who was like born in like '67. I'm just gonna look up actresses. This is a great pod. Actresses born in 
<laughs> oh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> that's a that's a whole different movie. Uh, Mia Sarah. Uh, she's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts? Yeah, that's what it says. When was she born? Uh, let's look up. Let's look at Julia Roberts. She was born in '67, so that's who it is. Yeah, there you go, Julia Roberts. Congratulations. Julia Carp's older sister, played by Julia Roberts. <laughs> that was a good. It was a big get. Yeah, and let's see what she was doing right away then. And so it would have been a couple of years after Pretty Woman. So uh, she just really wanted this part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a passion piece for her. So, uh, yeah, I think that's who it is. I think we figured this out. Um, that that took longer than I expected. I think um, finding Carp's sister uh, really took into the time we had set aside for the, the quack well, question. Well, here's what we'll do is we'll leave it to the quackalites to cast Carp's younger brother. So he would have been like eight in 92. Oh, right. So find us an actor who kind of looks like Carp and Julia Roberts, born in 84. All right. Yes. Let me, um, okay. I like that. I like that. So let's, um, we'll, we'll skip the quack question now, but I want to come back. We're, let's take a short break and then, uh, I'll come back and wrap it up here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back. For us, thequackdeck.com, at quackdeckpod on Twitter, facebook.com, slash quackdeckpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Uh, tell us what you think about this uh, altered, the mightiest duck concept, and cast Carp's younger brother. And go to the shop, go to our shop, get some gear. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack a dick is back, Jack. Oh, yeah.